watch my memory rest But never forgets what I lost Wake me up when September ends Before I left for Albania, I was in Poland to run uh, some Netflix and I re-watched War Dogs I remember watching it, I think, when it came out to the movie theater. You know, the gun runners, the dopehead uh, young dudes in Florida. And it was crazy because a big plot of the movie is in Albania relating to buying old Soviet um, weapons and shipping out to the Afghan war to fulfill their contract. And they had lots of scenes in Albania. And I remember this dude, one of the main characters, staying in, uh, Miles Teller's character, staying in this hotel right here, Tirana International Hotel. Kind of weird, you know, I didn't, I just threw on a movie, it looked good, I totally forgot. It was about being in Albania, and the next day, you know, I flew out to Albania, so it's pretty interesting, you know, seeing the movie, going to where uh, movie scenes are. It was actually a good movie too. It could have been made way better, but even uh, for what it was, it was still a good vibe, you know, I like that Jonah Hill. I think he played a good character, psychopath. The story is obviously wild, and for the most part, they stay stuck to real life events. Yeah, they definitely made uh, Tirana and Albania look way worse than I think it is. Maybe it was a little worse probably 15 years ago, but definitely doesn't feel as dangerous as the movie portrayed it. It is kind of a shithole still, but uh, uh, neat. Tell you what though, I am shocked at the prices and quality of food here. Just ate at this local spot that I was recommended to visit. You know, the local Albanian dishes. And I got a ton of food and a beer for uh, $12.50. Um, more surprisingly, it was the other day, I went to this cafe like in the city center. A nice area, nice by like a, one of the big malls. I got a Caesar salad that was very, very good for $5. And then I got uh, truffle, pasta with truffles, like some shit straight out of Florence for $5.50. I was like, this is unreal. So the prices here are legit for eating and drinking. I heard mixed rumors about the, the vino, but uh, I'll definitely be trying that out a lot when I hit the coast. But damn, you can eat like a king here and eat good. sign a country is in trouble or that there's some issues going on is when you have kids begging especially at a restaurant or a cafe they come in nobody stops them and they ask everyone in the, the restaurant uh, for something they're trying to sell like yesterday at that cafe I was mentioning the really nice one little kids like five six years old come in there with roses you know trying to sell and usually that's a sign things aren't good in the country because I mean more than likely those parents are the ones that push them out there because they make more money than if they went begging on the streets I saw this a lot in Mexico I mean it'd be two three o'clock in the morning and a little four-year-old girl would come up to the table with little knickknacks you know and have like a sad face on like oh, I want to eat and uh, you know your parents you look around like where the hell are your parents and they're over in the corner just like staring and probably have like six kids doing the same thing and it's tough because like you want to give the kids some money but if you do 
you're just promoting this, okay? Because if you give them money, they make a lot, they're gonna send them out every night, you know? Support the family. And it's just uh, very sick, you know, the parents and obviously opportunities and whatnot, but I mean, for a society to allow that to happen, you know, things have fallen apart, no doubt. I was just asking uh, some locals for directions and they were cute so obviously I'm gonna ask them but uh, I commented on uh, the girl had the fake uh, Gucci purse and I was like so does everybody in Albania just wear all the fake designer she's like yeah that's just how it is but supposedly she had the real one but she prefers to wear that one outside because there is robbing here a lot of uh, the younger kids swipe stuff she said in broad daylight she got her necklace and um, bracelets taken. And that's quite the opposite of uh, what I've heard. I've heard it's really safe, even for the foreigners. But um, yeah, just don't be a dumb traveler. I think you're fine. I've seen some people kind of come up behind me and act like I don't notice them. But then you just stop, let them pass you, and usually you're good. If you feel you're in a weird situation, try to get next to some other locals or get away from them or go into a store, right? But uh, I felt pretty safe so far, so that's unfortunate for her that she had that experience. But yeah, it's actually been quite noticeable. I don't know if the taxi driver planted a seed in my head when it came to uh, speaking with the locals and more specifically the woman, but uh, so far, you know, the people I have talked to it has been like that where it's been like who's watching is anyone seeing me you know what are my friends gonna think what are the, the other people gonna think and before you say well dude look at you or some dumb shit like that I've been doing this this solo traveling for a minute and when you're solo travel you need to develop communication skills to you know not be lonely or to have amazing awesome adventures it's one of my favorite things to do is to immerse myself in the local culture and how do you do that you hook up with a local you know what I mean you you know chat with them see where to go the cafe go to the the local spots so it's not like you're talking to some rookie but from what I've noticed so far people are friendly especially like they work at a store then they'll shoot the shit with you but just on the street you know it's I had a great conversation with uh, the the lady with the, the fake Gucci and they showed me where to go to like the main mosque but it was like on edge, you know? Like, you know, looking around and what is babushka? That's not probably not how you call an older woman in Albania, but what are they thinking of me? Because I think, like the taxi driver said, this is a very tight-knit country, uh, community, culture, and even in Tirana, everyone kind of knows everyone. So, you know, word spreads fast, you know? Again, maybe it's in my head because of the taxi driver guy. That's one of the worst things too. You can never, you can do a little research beforehand, but be careful who or what you uh, watch, uh, listen to, because it will shape sometimes how you travel. Like you can snap out of it, but you know, there's always like that thing in the back of your head, like, oh, you know, but they said this, right? Or, and everyone's uh, experience and perception is totally different. Someone could love uh, Milano. I hate Milano, right? But I love Italy. So it's, it's just that kind of idea where you can't uh, 
let so many things outside of your own experience influence it. Hi, we're gonna head into one of these old bunkers. I guess that uh, commie dictator, 40 years he was in power, was very worried that people were gonna attack him, foreigners. So he built a shit ton of bunkers all over Albania. And they've refitted a lot of them now to like museums or even hostels. This one is Art Bunker 2, it's in the city center. It's gonna give me some history on the whole communist Soviet uh, age in, in Albania. So exciting, check out this building. I heard the mayor, he gave a TED talk, I don't know, some years ago about how to take back a city. You know, before it was a bunch of ugly, commie looking buildings, so they started painting everything and making it a little more prettier, adding a lot of trees and green in different places. And, you know, some areas it seems like uh, it's worked. Definitely better than some old, ugly, commie building. So, I like that. Good, good job, mayor. Summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last Wake me up when September ends Like my father's come to pass Seven years has gone so fast Wake me up when September ends Wow, that was quite brutal. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, I'll put it up here, but that dude was psychotic. And anybody that uh, partook in that communist, crazy dictatorship environment, you should be thrown out of a helicopter. Sick, sick people. Yeah, I've always hated commies, obviously growing up in the USA, but my time in Poland and now seeing that, oh my God, commies are not human beings. I'm dead serious now. I think they're some sort of alien, psychotic, mentally ill, crazy person. Damn, that's intense. Now, obviously the everyday citizen couldn't really do much. They're kind of stuck. And the ones that did try got brutally tortured. They went through like 30 different popular torture methods and it was just, crazy but uh, I found it interesting there's a story about um, some family from Durez that snuck into the Italian embassy and applied for a uh, political asylum and I think like 1980s and for five years they were stuck in the embassy and outside there was their little you know special agency for the that one dude spying on them the whole time and they even had the microphone in her broom the maid she was spying for the the government too and for five years they sat outside you know sieging the place trying to get her out recording every conversation they possibly could and finally the Italians the Italian embassy they got them uh, out there to Rome and after that it was an avalanche all of a sudden a crap ton of Albanians were flooding western um, embassies and I was slowly you no know, it was already collapsing the, the communist regime around this time but that was like the floodgates everyone's just like oh my god there's hope we can get out of this fucking thing and wow so that's where our homeboy is buried 
the communist fuck. So cause destruction for 40 some years, make your people suffer and then say, hey, I'm gonna build a huge ass pyramid in the city center. Come on, bro. I mean, geez. I guess it was his daughter and her husband that decided to build it, but that is peak communism right, th right there. You all get share and barely eat and do nothing. I'm gonna build a huge pyramid for my, uh, you know, memory. Time <laughs> uh. for two people that would go in the inside. So I had a great uh, taxi ride from the airport to my hotel and uh, we got stuck in traffic for like an hour and a half. Luckily it's a fixed rate, 20 euros from uh, the airport to the city center. But I started chatting with this dude and he gave me uh, some great insights and tips and kind of explained why Albanians are the way they are. But basically coming back to all my communist stuff, the paranoia, the really close-knit family bond, the way they are protective over their women all stems from all the foreign powers, the wars, the different, you know, strong men that came and took over this society. So they had to develop a, a very tight-knit bond with the people that they are close with. Like we see with those bunkers, there's bunkers all over this city and all over the country. It's because they were heavily paranoid. Oh, someone's gonna come here, someone's gonna take over us, you know. We have to be strong, the Albanian way. It's quite interesting, that's why he told me, you know, it's very hard to catch an Albanian girl and that the men will not be happy with you if you try, right? You know, they protect their woman, they don't want the foreigners coming in here and being naughty and, you know, I've noticed that too. I've noticed uh, men and women fighting like crazy. I mean, and no one even cares, you know, yelling at each other. When I, you know, make small talk on the street with girls, they're not as uh, receptive and more standoffish. It's quite interesting, these Albanians, they kind of lived in their own little bubble for so long for reasons and also for, you know, crazy reasons with the, the people in charge, but very interesting people. That is for sure. As my memory rests, but never forgets what I lost. Wake me up when September Cash is definitely king here. Not many places take credit card. Probably out of the 10 places I've been already, I've only used my card twice. The good thing is you can pay with some euros and most of the stores will give you the best exchange rate. I think they use a lot of cash because they like to hide money, you know? Cash is king. Not amenity, but it is annoying, especially when you're in a foreign place, having to deal with, you know, lots of cash on you, because then you feel like a target, but yeah, you need cash here. There's there's no, not much credit card options, which is unfortunate too, because when you're traveling, if you have a good credit card, you'll get the best exchange rate no matter what. You don't have to worry about getting robbed everywhere. And uh, it's just a lot easier. If you do get, you know, your shit taken, you can cancel it. So they need to fix that. They need to get to the, to the modern world for sure. Yeah, on that little men and women relationship uh, thing, it is wild. Like if you even look the way of a guy and he's with this girl, dude will try like staring you down. It's like, dude, relax. Like <laughs> she ain't even my type anyways. But uh, it's just weird to me, you know, so possessive. I mean, like an insecurity, like this is mine, this is mine. Like, you know, the other day at the cafe, this dude was just screaming at this girl and she was taking it, you know what I mean? And finally after like 30 minutes, the girl walked away and he was all pouty and shit and I'm like, Dude, go find another girlfriend, you know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal, you nutcase. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, on one hand, I kind of like the idea of like protecting your woman and, you know, because not necessarily all foreigners have uh, your best interest as was shown in their history, right? 
they've kind of been, you know, fucked from every side by foreign people. But it's like, relax, big boy, you know? But I think that's the only thing they really have, you know? My dude, the taxi worker, he said, he's managing this company. He's got like 90 people he's managing. He's making 300 euros a month, working seven days a week, 12 hours a, a day. You know, maybe he was exaggerating a little bit, trying to get a tip, but I mean, me and him vibe. He's a cool dude. So, you know, I can see why they're very possessive of uh, any sort of possession or people in their life because they don't got much. But dude, chill out, Albanian man. You know what I mean? God damn, there's billions of women in this world. So I'm guess I'm in the bulk clock area, and this area was for the people who were good little boys to the communists. They got to stay in the the nice area with the trees and you know not all the commie blocks. So if they were you know part of the the party or the officials or you know like I said good little boys that got on their knees and did whatever they were told they got to stay in you know this little area so it seems a little different oh there's some nice buildings but yeah going back to my little uh, conversation in the taxi cab dude was pretty intelligent he's only 20 years old too and uh, but he's been working at that place since he was like very little I guess and now he's in the managing role but he was basically just like he doesn't see a future for Albania. It's uh, it's gotten that bad. There's no living. You're working. You're living to survive, basically. The future was bleak, in his opinion. Obviously, the the corona and then the war in Ukraine has had uh, effects and whatnot. But he said even before that, it's just eh, you know, there's not much future here. It's better to go to the UK and be a drug dealer or go to a Western place and and do the bad stuff because that's what Albanians are known for outside of the country, right? And he basically explained it like, you know, look, if you come here in Albania, it's super safe. No one's going to mess with you. But, you know, overseas, we got to make that money. And we're not getting that great of jobs. Maybe our English isn't that good or whatever country we go to. So we got to do the illegal things, right, to get as much money as we can. And we try to bring it back here. And uh, that also got into the discussion of the mafioso, right? So every big skyscraper here is built by the mafia. But the mafia provides jobs. It creates buildings, you know, tries to bring back some money into the the country because the mafia makes a lot of money outside of Albania right and they come and bring it back here and invest in the country he says uh, for the most part he thinks they do some good job like relating to that but there's also just crazy wars and everyone wants to be the top dog and so I mean I always think like every government is basically mafia just some has the flag and some don't right <laughs> interesting streets I went in one of the luxury stores in quotation marks they were filled with them left and right you know Gucci Louis you know all the big uh, Italian brands and uh, the prices were like you know 100 euro I'm like is this legal they're like it's Albania you know we don't we don't have rules we get this from you know Turkey China products look decent too which is crazy but uh, it's weird because the Albanians and the Italians have a, a shared history. You know, the Italians occupied them, the coast, a lot of the times had like a Italian blood and you know, the food culture is very similar. 
Same with the coffee. And I'm like, damn, the Italian brands have no issues with this? Like, no, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, obviously if you bring fake goods in to Europe in some places, they'll check for, like, authentication. I think especially in, like, um, Paris, they do that. It's just interesting, that whole street out in the open, you know, luxury goods. I guess they're not in the EU, so the Italian uh, luxury brands can't do anything about it. But it's just weird. Normally in Europe, you see the Africans on the street with all the fake stuff. But here it's just like, hey, it's out in the open. And I've noticed it too, a lot of... Uh, the young people trying to dress in the designer and they have uh, the luxury clothing and I assume it's all fake because their salaries, you know, aren't that good. So yeah, interesting. Something interesting I read in that bunker, I think it was when the communists took over and they were purging, you know, all the intellectuals, the church, the clergy, that sort of thing that uh, they took these three priests, I believe. And remember, Albania is more of a secular uh, Islamic place. And these uh, Catholic priests were paraded throughout the street. And like the communist youth, uh, like their little group or whatever, were like spitting on them, degrading them, and saying just like vile things. I think they did this for like 19 straight days. Something like wild. And some guy made a quote about like, Man, what kind of country is this? How does it produce so many thugs? And that's quite interesting because, um, you know, the stereotype of Albanians when you're outside of Albania is 100% the bad boys, right? The, the, the troublemakers, the dope dealers, the Albanian mafia. And, um, you know, here I feel obviously it's a little different. They're not as crazy and I've been quite safe, but I can definitely sense it. And like the taxi driver said to me, he said, you know, every Albanian thinks they're the captain. They don't have no boss, right? So he's managing these people. And uh, he's like, everyone's the boss in their own mind. And that's for like every Albanian. They're Mr. Macho and tough guy. And I noticed that like walking the street, is these dudes think they're pretty, pretty cool, pretty tough. You know, obviously not all of them, but generalizing. And again, that comes with uh, history, right? Of constantly being at war, constantly being under a foreign uh, person, and you know they have to be strong to survive. And even now, the situation is not good, so they kind of develop that uh, tough macho Balkan guy attitude. But it, it wasn't this crazy in uh, Bulgaria or Croatia. Um, I haven't been to Serbia yet. I heard that's kind of similar. But it's just like chill out, big boy. It's not that serious, you know. But hey. My blood hasn't been through, you know, occupation like that, and I would be a very angry person if throughout history I had to be a little bitch, you know, whether it be the Ottomans, the Italians, the Soviets. So, interesting, food for thought. This is an old Ottoman bridge. It's what the people used to uh, take to bring in their livestock and their leather, and back in the day, now it's just, now it's just for show, a little tourism type thing. Pretty neat. Hello. What shocks me, and what also shows just how devastating communism can be, is the average salary here 
you know, for working pretty damn hard. Like I said, that taxi guy was working hard. 300 euros a month. And we're in Europe, right? This ain't the Middle East or, you know, South America. And I compare it to like Brazil. A lot of the Brazilians were still making, you know, $500 a month. Like, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe some better jobs, but for the most part, you know, they're pulling in more money than the average Albanian. That's Brazil, okay? That's been uh, a resource extract colony slave world forever, basically. Same with all of Latin America, you know, ruled by foreign powers or ruled by corrupt people. Well, obviously Albania has got the same uh, situation now, but I mean, I would think a place in Europe would be more better off than Brazil, the average person. Again, Brazilian, the Brazil's economy is huge, right? And then there's some very, very rich Brazilians. I think they have the seventh most amount of billionaires in the world. So obviously they have a way bigger economy than Albania, but for being a European country and only making that much a month, like my guy said, you know, prices, yeah, they're cheap for me, but not for them. You know, inflation's taking a hit as well. They're not living, they're surviving. That's a whole different ball game. And I didn't expect that. I knew obviously the Balkans were way poorer, but yeah, compared to Poland. I mean, Pol Poland is 10 times better off than here. Way cleaner, I assume more safer. Well, I had no problems, no issues whatsoever in Poland for six months. And the people were making an honest wage, right? You know, they had their own apartments, their own flats, having families. It don't seem like it's possible here in Albania. It's hot. It's very hot. It's about mid-September uh, right now. It's just muggy. I'm happy I'm going down to the coast here on Monday. But uh, hey, going back uh, to my point about how you know when a country is in trouble. This isn't as extreme as the kids that come up to you and you know ask for stuff or try to sell you things. I think that's a clear-cut sign you got some issues in a country. But another odd one I've noticed about like the cleanliness, safetyness, and overall you know well-running country is if people walk across the road um, without the stop sign or like the crosswalk. And I noticed it here. People just start taking off in the middle of the road and it's, you know, it works and I kind of like it, get to where you're going. If you just wait there, cars are just gonna keep going. But like in Poland, you know, people were stopping at the light and normally I'm the kind of person that just goes if there's no cars, but I started being like, damn, you know? I kind of like how this is orderly and working properly. So I uh, partook in that. You know, I wanted to be respectful to the local culture. Um, you know, in Brazil, I just walked across the street and uh, Italy, similarly too, not as much, but, and then obviously Scandinavia. So Denmark, you follow the rules, right? I was just in Norway this summer at Lillehammer and uh, it was really, really everyone, hey, you follow the rules or you gotta get the hell out of here, you know, don't be stupid. So yeah, I think that's another sign about where a country is, is if people do the crosswalk or wait for the light. If they don't, then I think uh, it's a little more ragtag. Cool thing the taxi driver told me is basically, you know, one Albanian, all Albanian. So if you go beat up an Albanian one night, he's gonna come back with all his cousins, his brothers, his friends, and they're gonna go get you, right? They're very, very into family. 
going back on all the previous themes about you know being occupied all the wars all the trouble they were basically isolated for all of the communist regime too so they're always afraid of foreigners the propaganda build all these bunkers around here because they're afraid that uh, someone was gonna attack them or at least the top dude was he's super paranoid but similarly to like Slavic culture and from the Balkans I met it does seem once you get to know them or once they feel like you give a fuck about them and you're actually friendly then they open up and they treat you really good like that taxi driver we couldn't find my damn hotel and he got out of his car he was asking around and he called the place then he found the door he got my bag I mean just stand up and I noticed it too with the service you know I got a, a sim card and uh, this lady I forgot I think she charged me something I'm like no no you told me you know you're gonna charge me this and she's like no that was for this plan I'm like oh really and maybe I was wrong maybe she's right but she's like but you know what like I'm gonna give you this like if I said that then you know this is like who my what my character is and no worries and so she gave me more money you know what I mean I mean we had a 20 minute conversation so I think she uh, you know opened up but I think more so you know the service I've gotten from people has been very good it's just like the randoms you meet not too friendly but I can kind of see that family love and you know good-hearted people once you get to know them, once you crack the show that's you know normal for a lot of the Slavic type people or Balt Baltic Balkan at least from my experiences and from what I've read similar to the Poles Albanians I'm always like perplexed at you know oh how tough and macho you are the Polish people and the Albanians but you got bitch slapped by communism for a long time and you kind of sat down and took it but I don't know if it was the same situation as here but my Polish friends basically told me like dude you know after World War II our population was decimated right we were totally you know screwed they've been screwed for you know many centuries and they're like we just want to survive for a little we need to rebuild like we just need some food and we need to rebuild because everything was destroyed right and then you know as their years went on they did start doing some uprising like the warsaw uprising and people were you know disobeying and and so they were fighting it just took a little bit because you know all their able-bodied men were either killed or you know put in the concentration camps so i wonder it's similar with the Albanians, but I've noticed that with these countries that act so, you know, tough on the outside, it's like, wait a second, you know, weren't you just underneath the thumb of someone else for a long time and you took it? So maybe that is what made them tough now. Uh, I'm not sure. It's just quite fascinating to me. All right, so I learned more about the communist dictator. I will not be able to pronounce his name. Supposedly he did help rebuild this country after World War II. The place was totally a clusterfuck after both of the wars, especially the last one. And uh, he somewhat modernized it, made housing decent, uh, train systems. I think he got some people fed, not positive, but his legacy is kind of uh, mix and match. You know, they did a study you know, like a little poll with uh, the people of Albania and supposedly the older people kind of miss it and then the younger people are more not in favor of it but it was only like 
55, 45, 55% uh, didn't like him and what he did and the other 45 liked it basically. Like the taxi cab dude says like, hey, at least we can speak and kind of say what we want. And there's a lot more freedoms, but who steps into the power vacuum? Very interesting how communism, people like it, some people do, you know? And I think the, the museum, museum was really cool and they were talking about how basically we need to record everything. So, you know, these deeds may not be the future power hungry people might not uh, be so inclined to do all this crazy stuff because it's going to be recorded for the rest of history. That was kind of like the message in uh, that bunker museum, but damn, it looked like hell if you were a rebel or not a good little communist boy who followed all the rules. So I'm very, very grateful I didn't have to grow up in something like that. I mean, obviously, maybe my personality be 100% different because from a little age, you're told what to do, what, what to say, how to think, where to go, when to go, with who to go. And I bet that would have a huge uh, impact on your psychology. But I think deep down, every human being has that lust for freedom, that uh, feeling of wanting to do what they want. Yeah, so I hope the best for these Albanians.